For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, If you've been listening this week, you know that we're talking to Liz Edrington. And Liz, uh, a question we like to ask all youth workers is, uh, what's something you've done to foster relationships with parents? And of course, we we like to hear um, various ways in which youth workers answer this, but we're also trying to emphasize this point to other youth workers who might be reluctant to have parents involved in ministry or see parents as the enemy or um, that they're terrified of parents. Um, So hopefully... Just answering this question uh, helps people to, to think through it and move forward practically into having these relationships. Uh, so what's something you've got for us? Yeah, John, I'm so glad y'all asked this question. Um, partnering with parents is one of the huge, one of the big five pillars of Rooted's ministry also. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big believer in that. Um, but honestly, my answer would be, what have I done to foster relationships with parents? Not enough. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I seek even now as I move out of youth ministry a little bit more or move more to supporting the leaders in youth ministry and volunteers. Um, I still, I seek to get to know parents whenever possible. Um, back when I was a youth minister in Charlottesville, that was through having a parents committee and um, also having meals in their homes mm-hmm. with their families and kids sometimes. Um, and I, I would invite them to service opportunities with the students uh, Sometimes if there is a specific topic I was going to teach on, um, so I was I remember feeling really passionate about teaching kids on sexuality throughout my time in Charlottesville. And so at some point, I just met with groups of moms to ask, like, how would you hope for your daughter to hear or learn about sexuality from the church? Mm-hmm. And um, so inviting them to engage in, in the topics their kids are hearing about and that you want to teach on. I think that could be really rich and obviously everyone has their own story that they bring into it, especially with a topic like sex and sexuality. But uh, for them to get to know you in settings otherwise or apart from upfront, I think can be really important. And it's, you know, we all have that meeting at the beginning of the year where we present what we're going to do in the youth ministry yeah. and interact a little bit with them and get their feedback, but it's, it's not enough. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very convicted of that. And yet, even in the last couple of years of being back in youth ministry more fully, I wish I'd, I'd done more and wish that uh, I'd spent more time just asking the parents out to, to coffee or lunch also. And, you know, time's a limit, but those meals with families and homes can be huge. Absolutely. Um, that's probably a go-to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I mean, definitely something just about being around um, the dinner table, you know, with the family that just the intimate setting, uh, you get to, you know, see everybody with their hair down a little bit. I know people still, you know, will kind of get put up a front having you in their house, but there are less ways in which families can hide, you know, um, when you have someone into your home like that. And so, um, yeah, that, that's a, that's a huge one for sure. Um, and then you you also mentioning the groups of moms and, and speaking to them about, this issue now just kind of some some practical on that how did did you hand select these mothers 
Um, were you closer to these mothers? I mean, wh- how did you go about, um, you know, uh, the, the people that comprise that group? That's an excellent question. Um, honestly, I started by praying, um, mm. praying about the topic God had put on my heart and praying about who and which moms. And this doesn't always happen, but it's amazing how when, when you pray about something specific, sometimes little little conversations will come up or moms will come up and just say something to you like, oh, my daughter's been enjoying small group. And you'll say, oh, really? Well, let me <laughs> you know, ask you a couple more questions, get to know you a little bit more. And I really think the Lord brought together that group of, of moms who were either more intentional about wanting to be involved in their daughter's discipleship or their um, involvement in the church. So they'd say something to me or, uh, or I was more naturally connected to them for whatever other reason at the church. So kind of a combination of both. Hmm. They were connected to each other. I remember a couple of them were really close friends. I knew they felt safe with each other and that it would be more natural for them to be together for a conversation on sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's huge, especially, you know, the topic of sexuality, um, for, for parents to know, okay, wow. You know, in this case, Liz is wanting to sit down with me and talk through this. And, you know, that just has to foster that trust. And, okay, this this person really cares about the discipleship of our children. Um, mm. And they're wanting to do this in a process of, you know, community. Um, not just, you know, going out and, and handling this topic on their own. Um, but, I mean, just the, the wisdom in that alone. You think of that group of women that were, were there in their life yes, experience. and exactly. And everybody speaking into that. I mean, that just makes that study that much richer. Totally agree. And I think the, the gift of getting to be a bridge for, for teenagers when they can't always or don't feel comfortable talking to their parents in the same way, but to know I'd be able to be an outlet avenue for kids to process things they might not share with their parents can be really helpful. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that, that's excellent. I'm saying, so you said mealtime with families, that's something that you did, uh, kind of getting them to do service opportunities, uh, you know, alongside each other. Um, this specific study you talked about, were there any other things that you did to, to help foster those relationships? Um, you know, I really, there's a great article by Chelsea Kin- Kingston today out about inviting parents and other people in the church, single people, elderly people, really diversifying your youth volunteers to be a more accurate represent- representation of your church is huge. Hmm. Um, so I think not being afraid to ask parents if they want to volunteer in some way with youth group, in addition to checking this, make sure their kids are comfortable with that, but Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, we need people of all sorts in leadership positions, and that would be a hope of mine to move toward even now. Mm-hmm. Because you never know. I mean, like you said, you, you want to check with students, be cautious, and make sure there's not going to you know, create any issues between a, a student and their parent being a volunteer. But you think of just the wide variety of personalities in one youth group, you know, and just yeah. the, the vast um, personalities and in, in adults as well. And you never know, yes. you, know, you might get a volunteer that they, you know, they don't necessarily connect with the group, but they connect with that one student uh, that you struggle with. And um, again, it just, it speaks to the wisdom of the Lord and his design of the church um, and how he gifts the church with, you know, just a vast number of personalities. Um, and, and just in that example alone. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's some good advice of just really being intentional and, and trying to pursue uh, the parents and, and just give them give them a place to serve. You know, sometimes people are looking for one way to get plugged into the church, and this can be, you know, a way for some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking of one other 
outlet that looked looked like, or how do I phrase that? One other way that looked, which would be you go to sports games. Like for me, not just sitting with kids always, but sometimes sitting with the parents and bantering, watching their kids play is a great way to get to know them and for them mm-hmm. to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so looking to connect with them around even their kids and other things would be good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's some good stuff, Liz. Was there anything else you wanted to add to that? No, I'm going to be honest. This one feels more like a confession of where I've I've <laughs> failed and wish I would have prayed with them more and taught them more about their discipleship of their children more and encouraged them more that they're the primary disciplers of their children that I'm I'm not and um, um yeah, just to encourage. I mean, parents. The more I'm not a parent, but the more I sit with parents and hear their stories, the more I hear of and would believe it's terrifying. It's really scary to not know what your kid needs and what, what they're taking in all the time. Mm -hmm. So to assure and pray for and encourage parents that they are the ones the Lord has chosen to be the parents of their children can be really important. Mm. I wish I'd done that more and better. Mm. Well, well, thanks for for sharing that. I know that anyone in ministry would say the same thing that I wish we, we would have done more. It's easy to look back and think, Oh, we Mm. could have done this, that, you know, the other uh, better. So all that to say, don't, don't be too hard on yourself at the same time. <laughs> but thanks. Thank you, John. <laughs> thanks for sharing that, Liz. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. 